This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of Edge Microactive Pre Emergent Herbicide. The heartbeat of Saskatchewan is agriculture, and 620CKRM is proud to be your source for everything ag. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with your host, Jim Smalley. And a good afternoon. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. It's brought to you by Harvard Western Insurance. We don't judge. Here's another reminder to renew your plates today. Visit harvardwestern.com. And brought to you by Assiniboia Livestock for the most reliable and dependable way to market your livestock. Today, the Saskatchewan Stock Growers Association launched the annual Beef Drive to support Saskatchewan food banks. The goal is over 10,000 pounds of beef for those in need. Saskweet's weekly outlook expects a slow week for grain markets because of the holidays. Real agriculture discusses fertilizer market prices. We have an outlook from pork producer Florian Posberg about the hog market. The province releases its weekly outlook on the feeder cattle market, and the farm weather is in its usual spot at the bottom of the hour. This is Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Jim Smalley. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Johnson's Grain, helping growers contract any type of grain. Call 1-800-324-7778. The Saskatchewan Stock Growers Association has launched its annual Beef Drive for Food Banks. Stock Growers General Manager Chad McPherson says the goal is to surpass last year's total by collecting over 10,000 pounds of beef plus financial donations from members. This is our sixth annual Beef Drive that we've done for the food banks of Saskatchewan. It's a thing we started as a way for Saskatchewan beef producers to give back and support families in need in, in the province. And what's the goal? This year we set a goal of 10,000 pounds of ground beef to be donated to the 36 food banks across the province. And they need nutritious food at the food bank, right? And that's what this is? The food banks struggle to receive fresh protein sources just because of the perishable nature of beef and the cost of it. So this is a way for beef producers to help provide high-quality Saskatchewan-raised beef to families in need. I understand Cargill will match any donation from producers? For the fourth consecutive year in a row, Cargill Limited has stepped up as a sponsor for the beef drive, and they'll be matching all personal donations up to $5,000. Is fresh meat hard to come by at food banks? The food banks struggle with receiving fresh meat because of its cost, it's hard to store, and it's just not something that people generally think to donate. So this is a way for us to meet different food safety standards and provide a high-quality product to the people to families in need. This go to what, all 36 food banks in Saskatchewan? The food bank of Saskatchewan has a distribution center out of Regina. From there, they distribute to the 36 food banks across the province. I don't believe all food banks in Saskatchewan have freezer space to store the beef, so food banks of Saskatchewan uh, directs it as they can to the places with the infrastructure in place to store the product. How does a producer donate to this cause for the stock growers? Producers interested in donating a live animal to the cause can reach out to the stalker's office at 306-757-8523.
if somebody's interested in just donating some, is is interested in donating cash t- towards matching Cargill's contribution, they can visit our website www.skstockcrowers.com and go to the Beef Drive tab, and there's an online form there. You can donate cash contributions. How successful has the Beef Drive been over the years? The Beef Drive continues to grow year after year. Um, to date, we've donated over $180,000 worth of product to the food banks in the first five years. So it's something that started as a small idea and continues to grow every year. Yeah, in the first five years of the program, we've donated approximately 38,000 pounds of ground beef with an re- estimated retail value of $180,000. Chad McPherson is the general manager of the Saskatchewan Stock Growers Association. Back to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with Jim Smalley on 620 CKRM. This portion is brought to you by Seedmaster. No matter what you grow, Seedmaster has the ultimate seeding solutions for better crops and bigger profits. Seedmaster.ca The latest Saskweed Outlook is anticipating a slow and erratic market this holiday week. Michael Wilton with Saskweed says wheat markets won't likely return to more normal conditions until mid-January. Wheat futures rebounded on Thursday from strong U.S. sales and dry weather concerns. Futures will be slow and erratic this week as most traders will be taking downtime for the Christmas season. We don't expect normal conditions in grain to be seen until the third week in January. We continue to suggest that you enjoy your Christmas and return to the marketing in the new year. Here's a look at how wheat futures finished the week. March contract Chicago winter wheat closed at 7.75, up 4 cents on Friday, down 10 cents on the week. March contract Kansas hard red winter wheat closed at $8.10, up 6 cents on Friday's trade, up 4 cents for the week. And in Minneapolis, hard red spring wheat closed at $10.22, down 4 cents on Friday, down 3 cents on the week. This Monday morning, all wheat futures are trading lower. Here are some of the significant purchases and trades that happened last week. Iran reportedly bought close to 500,000 tons of Jan March shipment. The Philippines bought around 110,000 tons of March-May feed wheat. Jordan bought 6,000 tons of July wheat. U.S. weekly export sales were a marketing year high at 651,000 tons. Canadian exports during week 19 were 189.9 thousand tons for a season total of 4.52 million tons. This is 61% of last year's amount. Canadian Durham exports were 3.4 thousand tons for the week. Bulk shipping prices are continuing to fall. The Baltic index made its lowest weekly close since June. Here's some of the most important news that happened in the wheat markets this week. Starting in Canada, While futures prices were falling last week, cash prices for spring wheat in the Canadian prairies were unchanged to higher in some areas. This was thanks in part to the weakening Canadian dollar, but also reflects the efforts that buyers are making to snatch any remaining uncommitted supplies. Durham prices were also relatively unchanged. Old crop Durham can still be sold for $21 to $21.50 per bushel. Being so close to Christmas, buyers will likely not be looking to add new positions in Durham until the new year, but tight Durham supplies in the U.S. will continue to support Canadian prices. 
Moving over to the U.S., U.S. winter wheat conditions were unchanged from last week at 44% good to excellent. Dryness in the U.S. plains is starting to cause visible stress to winter wheat crops. Some of the crops look scrawny and have poor root systems. Additionally, low snow cover is leaving the crop exposed to harsh winter conditions. A powerful storm ripped through the central U.S. and the upper Midwest last week. High winds caused damage from Colorado to Michigan. The system has covered parts of the winter wheat area, but likely the damage from the wind will be limited. There's lots of time for the crop to recover, but the U.S. winter wheat crop is off to a less than ideal start. The U.S. Drought Monitor says that 53% of the U.S. winter wheat crop is under drought conditions. Details of this week's wheat outlook can be heard on the Sask Wheat website. Time now for Real Agriculture with Sean Haney. Brought to you in part by Karst Holdings in Assiniboia and Schlamps Integra Tire in Grenfell. Your locally owned Integra Tire dealers on The Source 620 CKRM. This is your realagriculture.com update. Bring the energy of Real Ag Radio to your next customer meeting or conference. From your stage, we'll record an episode in person to inform and provide insight on the latest in agriculture. Kara Oosterhuis here with realagriculture.com. Here with me, Ryan Furtas, who is the market analyst with Alberta Agriculture and Forestry. How's it going today? Doing well, thanks. So you spoke today on the fertilizer markets. I mean, we're looking at a 20-year high in the nitrogen markets. Let's start with a bit on why that is. Yes, it's all come about here in the last couple months. On November, we started to see prices shoot up and, you know, we've kind of reaffirmed that here in December or prices have, you know, shot up again in early December. It's always a bit of a combination of things um, and that's no different in this scenario. We have some export restrictions put on in China and Russia, which has kind of given the market the latest jolt here in, uh, in November and it's kind of shot the price up. Before that, it was a lot to do with feedstock costs increasing. We saw feed uh, natural gas prices in Europe skyrocket just due to um, low supply from their, from their sources, as well as uh, a bit of a dip in their renewable energy sources as well too. So that in combination of, you know, I guess uh, the COVID crisis, um, putting a bit of an emphasis on food supplies, crop prices increased, which meant expanded acres for agriculture, which meant higher demand for fertilizers. So we got a bit of a supply issue now. Um, demand's not expected to increase a whole lot in this coming year because it already did last year. So how much of Canadian production of nitrogen is actually here in Alberta? Quite a bit, actually. Um, of all the Canadian production, two-thirds of urea and ammonia is produced in Alberta through you know, various plants with nutrients, CF industries, and share it. Now, you were mentioning earlier about uh, the raw materials. What, what does demand growth look like, especially if we're looking at natural gas? Well, with the exception of this last year, we saw, you know, about three and a half percent growth in natural gases. This is kind of a global outlook. The next three to four years, they're expecting, you know, less than two percent growth. Um, a lot of that coming from that Asian Pacific region, which would be kind of China swapping out some of their coal supplies with natural gas. So supply, you know, is also increasing in Russia and in India as well and Nigeria and those are expected with the exception of India to hit the export market as well too. So it should be relatively well supplied even though demand is growing. We're seeing a little bit more, you know, demand um, 
from industrial uses as well too. Now you looked a bit at uh, the global market as well. Where are we currently at with global ammonia capacity versus nitrogen consumption? It's fairly well balanced. Um, in the next five years, they're expecting about 15 million more tons of ammonia or nitrogen capacity to come online with no plant closures. That took place five years ago, but there's a lot of plant closures, which kind of gave the net increase of about 5 million tons, not that you didn't realize the full 15. So, like I said, um, with this new supply coming on stream, quite a bit of it is expected to be exported or available for exports, which sh should s settle the supply down quite a bit. So, what are some of the major nitrogen exporting and imported countries? Because, of course, we're talking uh, exports and imports when it comes to fertilizer. Right. Canada's up there, but it's not near in the top three or four. Um, when we're talking nitrogen exporting, it's Russia, it's uh, China. Well, they don't necessarily export, I'm sorry, they, you know, keep most of their production at home. Russia, oh, Indonesia. There's a, you know, a bunch of Middle East countries like Saudi Arabia, Iran, Qatar. They're all kind of about same as Canada exporting or production-wise, but they export a lot more. They don't have a lot of domestic consumption. On the import side, it's basically dominated by India and Brazil. They account for almost half of all the nitrogen imports between those two countries. So there's a bunch of other countries that will also import, but not to the degree that those two are. Now, when we're talking trade, we of course have to talk about the urea markets as well. What's going on there? Should be, you know, settling out here in the next couple of years, but you know, that's the most traded commodity of the nitrogen products. On the urea exports, it's, it's similar, similar countries as before. The urea market's much bigger than the ammonia market. It's about 50 million tons per year traded. And Russia, Qatar, Egypt, China, and Saudi Arabia account for over half of that. And then on the import side, as I said, India and Brazil. Um, and then there's some smaller players like Turkey and Australia, Australia also chipping in on the import side for urea. This has been your Real Agriculture Update. You can find out more about this issue or many others at realagriculture.com. It's your agri-weather forecast on The Source 620 CKRM. The official 620 CKRM farm weather is brought to you by Shepherd Realty in Regina, specializing in farm and ranch real estate in Saskatchewan. Call Harry, Justin, or Devin at 352-1866. And Moose Jaw Truck Shop, the number one choice for any diesel engine repair. Drop in, no appointment necessary, or visit moosejawtruckshop.com. Mainly sunny sky today, wind west 20, gusting to 40, becoming light this afternoon. The high, minus 11, the low, minus 17. For Wednesday, partly cloudy, becoming cloudy tomorrow afternoon, then some snow. Wind southeast 20, the high minus 10 tomorrow, wind chill minus 24 tomorrow morning, minus 17 in the afternoon, the low minus 12. Thursday, cloudy, 30% chance of flurries, the high minus 7, the low minus 18. Friday, partly cloudy, the high minus 19, the low minus 25. Saturday, partly cloudy, the high minus 23. Cloudy periods at night and the low minus 24. Sunday, cloudy, 60% chance of flurries, the high minus 23 the low minus 25. Monday, partly cloudy, the high minus 25. Normal high is minus 10, the normal low minus 21. The sun rose at 8.57 this morning. It sets at 4.57 tonight. And around the province, the hot spot right now, North Battleford at minus 12. Pardon me, minus 4 
in the Cypress Hills, the cold spot minus 38 up north Collins Bay. Sunny in Regina, it's minus 14, that's 7 above Fahrenheit, winds are from the west at 17. Humidity is 66%, the barometric pressure is rising, 101.4. Sunny in Moose Jaw, minus 12, winds are from the west, southwest at 22. Once again, Regina, sunny and minus 14, that's 7 above Fahrenheit. Back in a moment. Get out to an early start on weed control in next year's canola and lentil crop using Group 3 Edge Microactive from Gowan Canada this fall. Edge Microactive, maximize yields today and manage resistance for tomorrow. Always read and follow label directions from Gowan Canada. You're listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Jim Smalley. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by McDougall Auctioneers. Get fair market value for your assets with an online auction through McDougal Auctioneers, mcdougalauctions.com. And brought to you by Patterson Liquid Systems, experts in liquid fertilizer distribution. Fertilizer's just better when it's wetter. Patterson Liquid Systems, expect the best. Saskatchewan pork producers are cautiously optimistic about the coming year. Florian Posberg is a partner with Polar Pork Farms. He notes global pork supplies are lower due to African swine fever, with China continuing to be most affected. They went through a period where they were losing well over $100 a hog, and uh, that's devastating to their industry. So in October alone, their official report is that uh, China lost 1.2 million sows. Now that's equivalent to what our inventory, almost our total inventory in Canada, was gone in, in 30 days. So they really experienced a downturn. Now, their prices have rebounded somewhat, but uh, they've reduced their uh, breeding herd, which means their supply is going to be down. Postberg says substantially higher feed prices will have an impact on pork production. In our back door here, our $4 barley uh, a year ago is now over $9, and 5 or $6 wheat is $11 plus. That's our number one cost, and globally, feed costs have doubled or, or maybe even more. So w- while prices have been under stress in some areas, the cost of producing hogs went up substantially, mainly because of feed costs, and so that's uh, resulted in, in producers winding back production. Saskatchewan is fortunate in that it doesn't have the disease issues found in other provinces and countries. Other parts of North America, including Manitoba and and Ontario, have struggled with PED and PERS and other challenges. We've been spared that largely or almost exclusively in Saskatchewan. So that's been a great benefit. North America has benefited because Russia and Europe, uh, China and the whole Southeast Asia have been challenged by African swine fever. And we've been spared that in North America. So we cross our fingers. We do all we can, uh, follow very strict biosecurity measures and uh, monitoring so that uh, we can keep those things out of our province and As long as we can keep those things out, uh, we'll have an advantage. Posberg talks about pork prices heading into the new year. Our price right now is probably somewhere close to what it was a year ago, but we did enjoy good prices during the summer. That was different in places like China and and, uh, European Union. So those producers 
are going to be smarting a little bit, and so they're going to need to see significant profits before they really rebound. We in Canada didn't really drop our production very much at all, and uh, we should be in a position to to be okay in uh, 2022. Florian Posberg is a partner with Polar Pork, which has four pig operations in central Saskatchewan. A sale of those farms to Maple Leaf Foods was announced in June and is expected to be finalized in mid-2022. You're tuned to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today on The Source, 620 CKRM. This segment of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Degelman Industries. Look to Degelman for the most reliable, dependable, engineered tough equipment on the market. And Arcola Building Supplies, small town lumberyard, big on service. ArcolaBuildingSupplies.com Feeder cattle prices were mixed this past week across Saskatchewan. Lexi Hicks Maxa with the Livestock Development Unit says steers were mixed, but heifers were mostly moving upward. This past week, our feeder steer prices were a little bit mixed across the reported weight categories when compared to prices reported the previous week. Prices range from 242.25 per hundred weight for the three to four hundred pound weight categories, up to 182.81 per hundred weight for the eight to nine hundred pound weight categories. The largest price increase was seen in the 8 to 900 pound weight category with a $2.81 per hundred weight price increase from the previous week to average out at 182.81 per hundred weight. The 3 to 400 pound weight category saw the largest price decline with a decline of $1.55 per hundred weight to end the week averaging out at 242.25 per hundred weight. The average weekly prices for the Sask feeder heifers were mostly up across the reported weight categories when compared to prices reported the previous week. Prices range from 195.25 per hundred weight for the 3 to 400 pound weight category up to 165.13 per hundred weight for the 7 to 800 pound weight category. The largest price increase was seen in the 3 to 400 pound weight category with a $5.55 per hundred weight increase from the previous week to average out at. 195.25 per hundred weight, and the largest price decline was seen in the 7 to 800 pound weight category with a $4.05 per hundred weight decline to end the week averaging at 165.13 per hundred weight. And what were the main factors influencing the shift in prices for feeders, steers, and heifers? The main factors this week really comes down to the timing and the fall run. We're coming to the end of the market here. Uh, as well as getting ready for the holidays. There's just not a lot of cattle selling, nor a lot of cattle being bought. What were marketings? Uh, so Canfax reported a total of 11,343 head of cattle sold in Saskatchewan this week, which is significantly lower than the 18,699 head sold during the previous week and lower than the 12,182 head marketed during the same week in 2020. What happened with market-ready cattle prices? So the fed cattle price for Alberta fed steers also saw a slight increase in prices this week. There was a price increase of about 92 cents per hundred weight from the previous week to average out at 165.27 per hundred weight. And then the prices for non-fed cattle were higher than the previous week. The price of D2 slaughter cows saw a price increase of $4.60 per hundred weight from the previous week to average out at $76.10 per hundred weight while the price of D3 slaughter cows saw a price increase of about $4.92 per hundredweight from the previous week to average out at $67.50 per hundredweight. Lexi Hicks-Maxa compiles weekly cattle market update for the Saskatchewan Ministry of Agriculture. 
a University of Toronto associate professor of nutrition sciences, believes canola oil can be a good substitute for fish oil when it comes to protecting brain health. Richard Bazinet says right now the focus of Canada's nutritional guide is on heart health. But with dementia and Alzheimer's on the rise, more attention in the future will go towards brain health. I think once we get there, that that'll eventually start to influence food policy. And, and this is a real big deal. I think the brain is the next cardiovascular disease or the next cancer. And there's a lot of opportunities for nutrition, but it's going to be hard to do. It's difficult to do long-term research about the beneficial impacts of canola oil on brain health because there are different ingredients in the average diet. Bazinet uses a meal of tuna, salad, and red wine as an example. The wine people would say, ah, oh, it's the antioxidants in the wine that you have with the tuna that's actually beneficial. And that also explains heart disease. The antioxidant people would say, no, no, it's, it's the lemon you squeeze on the fish that's beneficial. The um, canola oil that I put on my salad uh, might be beneficial or it's the vegetables that I happen to be having with the tuna uh, that's beneficial. And, and nobody really knows, right? Because when you eat a certain meal, you tend to eat other foods, and, and, and it's hard to control for. Bazinet says unlike canola oil, eating fish is not sustainable for the long term. Some studies suggest the ocean's fish stocks will collapse sometime between 2048 and 2115. Some of my colleagues and good friends have published a paper in a medical journal saying that fish oil supplements and fish uh, are not sustainable and, you know, we can't just keep doing this. And this, this is a really big thing. I think it's uh, young people are really excited about this for ecological and environmental reasons. The food guide I showed you has got plant-based and a lot of things are, are going plant-based. And, you know, as a researcher, I, I want to study this, but this seems to me like it's, it's a big opportunity for something like canola and, and very special timing to, to be going forward and thinking uh, about the brain. This is now the, the front of a lot of the mind of a lot of people in nutrition policy and people who study nutrition. Bazinet says flax oil contains even more of the healthy omega-3 fats for the brain than canola oil. He adds many questions need to be answered, such as does someone in their 50s or 60s require more fish oil or canola oil to improve their brain health? However, he adds there's not much to lose by adding these to your diet. The Market Updates with Jim Smalley on The Source 620 CKRM. Market Update is brought to you by Nelson GM in Assiniboia and Avonlea. With new inventory arriving daily, they'll find a vehicle that fits your agriculture lifestyle. Proudly serving southern Saskatchewan for over 60 years. See Nelson GM today. Grain prices were showing upward movement in early trading. Viterra prices for canola gained $9 at 9.8932. One red spring wheat rose 87 cents at 4.6890. The rest were unchanged. Durham 7.1691. Feed barley $383.64. Flax, $1,470.59 per metric ton. Lentils, $9,86.50. Oats, $5,51.53. Yellow peas, $623.24. And feed wheat, $261.65. It's the Livestock Reports on The Source, 620 CKRM. The Livestock Quotes are brought to you by the Weyburn Livestock Exchange. Call Weyburn, 842-4574. Now, the latest Livestock Quotes. This is the market report for the Weyburn Livestock Exchange for the week of December 14th. Our last regular sale was on December 8th. 
the market on slaughter cattle has come up about a nickel. D1 and D2 cows sold from 65 cents to 75 cents. D3 cows sold from 55 cents to 65 cents. Canner cows sold from 45 cents to 55 cents. And good butcher bulls sold from a dollar to a dollar ten. We had our last pre-sorted calf sale here on December 6. 400 to 450 pound steers averaged two dollars and 32 cents and sold up to two dollars and 47 cents. 450 to 500 pound steers averaged two dollars and 23 cents and sold up to two dollars and 47 cents. 500 to 550 pound steers averaged two dollars and 17 cents and sold up to two dollars and 28 cents. 550 to 600 pound steers averaged two dollars and four cents and sold up to two dollars and 14 cents. 600 to 650 pound steers averaged a dollar 95 and sold up to two dollars and seven cents. 650 to 700 pound steers averaged a dollar 88 and sold up to a dollar 99 and 700 to 800 pound steers averaged a dollar 77 and sold up to a dollar 94. Depending on the weight, peppers were 20 to 30 cents back from the steers. This has been Stephanie Digg reporting from the Weyburn Livestock Exchange, the market that gets cattle and the prices too. And the latest Saskatchewan pork prices for today. This is both brand and moose jaw plants, $173.08 per CKG. Coming up, the Resource Report. This is the Saskatchewan Resource Report on 620 CKRM. Here's Jim Smalley. Now the Resource Report, brought to you by Second Look Online Auction. Visit 2ndlookonlineauction.com to see what's up for bid. The Saskatchewan government says the provincial economic recovery continues with strong growth in the manufacturing sector over the past year. Manufacturing sales increased 53% between October 2020 and October 2021, the highest among all the provinces. Trade Minister Jeremy Harrison says the province continues to be a leader in key sectors, including energy, mining, agriculture, forestry, manufacturing, and more. Chemical manufacturing sales rose 100% in the one-year time period, with wood product manufacturing up 42% food manufacturing up 41% and machinery manufacturing up 36%. The new stats can figures show Saskatchewan manufacturing sales rose 6% in the month from September to October, the second best in Canada. In total, Saskatchewan manufacturing sales in October were worth $1.8 billion. The Saskatchewan government has released the first annual oil and gas emissions report. The report says the upstream oil and gas sector has reduced emissions by almost 50% from 2015 levels. The reduction of emissions from vented and flared gas at oil facilities totaled 5.2 million tonnes of carbon dioxide, a drop of 5.7 million tonne reduction, or almost 50% from levels in 2015. This is the equivalent of taking more than 1.1 million cars off the road for a year. On the markets, the TSX is up 359 points to 20,897. The Dow has risen 514 points to 35,446. Oil has gained $2.37 to 70.98 a barrel. The Canadian dollar is up 9 one-hundredths of a cent at 77.32 cents U.S. That's the resource report. If you missed any segment of the show, tune in to the On Demand Saskatchewan Agriculture Today podcast. Brought to you by Gowan Canada. Gowan Canada understands the challenges growers face and takes pride in finding effective crop protection solutions. Visit GowanCanada.com to learn more. That's Saskatchewan Agriculture Today 
I'm Jim Smalley. You've been listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with Jim Smalley on 620 CKRM. If you missed any of today's broadcast, download the podcast now online at 620CKRM.com. Saskatchewan Agriculture Today, following the 12 o'clock news on your voice for everything ag. 620 CKRM. This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of edge microactive pre-emergent herbicides.